Sometimes in dire situations, you just need an outside helper. You need someone, a third party, to come in and take you out of the situation. You need an intercessor. We're going to talk about it on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Welcome guys, my name is Justin Kim and you're watching Inverse or maybe listening to Inverse depending on your format and we're so happy to be with you and that you decide to join us as we study the book of Hebrews. In the studio we have Sebastian and Callie and Jonathan and we've been looking at Hebrews for a long time. Are these guys still with us? We're, we're still here. here. Still here. <laughs> we're still here. We're here. Not going anywhere. <laughs> not going anywhere. Very good. Very good. We're going to go to Hebrews chapter 5 and Hebrews chapter 7 in between uh, and we're going to talk about next week. Uh, Paul kind of blasts them for not getting the point. And so this is kind of a, an intense Bible study, right? Yeah. And I mean, we're doing the Bible study, but Paul's also doing an intense Bible study in the Bible. So we're doing a Bible study of the Bible study of the Bible, right? Yep. If, that, mm. if that makes That's sense anyway. On. And maybe you're confused already. <laughs> we want to encourage you to go to inversebible.org and download our Bible study guides and it'll make it a little less confusing, especially on the book of Hebrews. But we also have other books of the Bible there. We have Romans and Nehemiah. We got uh, sexuality ooh, and leadership and all the other topics. <laughs> There, that you may be interested in. Um, let's have a word of prayer because uh, we, we need it. Callie, if you can pray for us. Absolutely. Father in heaven, we thank you for guiding us thus far. We thank you for the beautiful things you have taught us. You've reminded us and taught us. Mm -hmm. And we pray that you would continue to do this now. Um, open our eyes that we may see what you want us to see. Mm -hmm. May you teach us things even in this moment. And may you translate what we say to the language of each human heart that listens. Mm -hmm. We ask and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We're going to go to chapter 5 and chapter 7. It's kind of a weird thing here. I mean, he's calling on chapter 5, right? Mm -hmm. But he kind of stops abruptly <laughs> and he says, look, you're not getting it. i got to say some you're, stuff. You're, you're falling asleep <laughs> or you're not getting it. And then he says, you should have been getting it. You should have been teaching. And he kind of like kind of goes on this <laughs> long. Yeah, he kind of pops off. And then he he comes back. <laughs> yeah, like, like just, undisturbed. Yeah, undisturbed. <laughs> and he comes back in chapter 7. So chapter 6 is kind of like that, that blast. And in chapter 7, he does come back. And let's read from verse verse 21 and 22 through 28 of chapter 7. And uh, Sebastian, can you read that for us? Yes. For they have become priests without an oath, but he with an oath by him who said to him, the Lord has sworn and will not relent. You are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. By so much more, Jesus has become a surety of a better covenant. Also, there were many priests because they were prevented by death from continuing. But he, because he continues forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Mm. For such a high priest was fitting for us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and has become higher than the heavens, who does not need daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifices first for his own sins and then for the people's. For this he did once for all when he offered up himself. For the law appoints as high priests men who have weakness, but the word of the oath which came after the law appoints the son 
who has been perfected forever. Thank you so much, Sebastian. Uh, Hebrews is a book about Jesus, yes? I yes. know that sounds cliche and very duh, uh, but it is clearly about Jesus. Yeah. Uh, others talk about what Jesus' effect on the world, or how we should run our churches, or how ministers should be in the New Testament, or yeah. how we're saved. But Hebrews is talking about the ministry, direct ministry of Jesus, That's chapter right. one. And we also talked about, I don't know which episode, but uh, Jesus is better. Jesus mm-hmm. is better than the angels, better than Moses, better yeah. than Joshua, better than the high priest. And this is where we're getting into mm. Jesus being high. Uh, you talked about, uh, you read, I should say, <laughs> this, this character on Melchizedek. Mm-hmm. What in the world? Who in the world? Where is this coming from? Uh, Jonathan, starting from chapter 5 through chapter 7, explain this for us in the next 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, no, let's start the conversation. Sure, sure. So this is, a, this is an intense Bible study. That yeah, no, yeah, it is yeah, yeah. true. So what Paul is trying to do here, he's trying to contrast uh, the difference between the ministry of the priests that okay. the, the Jews were used to all these, you know, 1,500 years, and the ministry of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he compares the two. There's a contrast, you know, in this whole chapter that we saw, you know, that Jesus is better, obviously. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, surety of the better covenant, verse 22. But then he also, you know, there's a difference between that Jesus is eternal, mm-hmm. they are not eternal, and Jesus, they needed all these sacrifices to atone for their own sins. Jesus was mm-hmm. perfect without sin, and he came once and for all. So you, you just see all these differences here. But Melchizedek, where he comes in, is that Paul is comparing Jesus with an outsider. So Melchizedek, who was he? He was this, um, this we don't know much about him, but it's mm. in the story of Abraham. Abraham uh, was fighting, and uh, after he won uh, one of those battles, uh, the, the, the king of Salem, mm-hmm. Melchizedek, who's also a priest, came and uh, met with Abraham. And uh, this is in the book of Genesis. Uh, Shall we go there and, and read, we that, can, read that we passage? Can, absolutely, I mean, it's yeah. not that long of a passage. Sure. Well, in verse 18, let's verse go to 18. verse 18. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God most high. And he blesses Abraham. So mm. here we have an interesting situation where an outsider called a priest uh, of God most high. He's not an Israelite. He's not of Abraham's lineage. Yet he is a follower of God. And he, he is... Um, a king and a priest in the mm. same person. Mm-hmm. And this is what Paul is referring to, this individual who we don't know much about, we don't know where he came from, we don't know, you know, what, what, what's origin. the whole, his origin, all these things. And Paul is saying, well, the way that Melchizedek is, he's like, kind of like Jesus. Jesus is kind of like that. You know, he has an, a, a different origin than all the human priests, and he's a king and he is a priest. Well, I think it's also establishing like they're, they're, like the Jesus is of a legitimate priesthood. Yes. Right? He's not in the line of Levi, so people are automatically discounted. Oh, hey, right. but there's another line. He's got a different certification, yeah. right. and his certification is actually higher. Mm-hmm. He's got a PhD, not right. an MA. He's got right. an MA, not a bachelor's. <laughs> a bachelor's, not a, you know, we're just trying to, yeah. but but it's older, mm-hmm. and Abraham, he's, he, he dealt with Abraham, yes. so everyone's like, He was with the original one. He was with the original one, the and he's got kingship <laughs> and priesthood, priesthood. Yes. I'm like, woo, like they're going they're, they're going ooh, ooing out here. Um, okay, so let, let's let, let's back up a little. And I appreciate this is good for our modern sensibility. Do we need a priest? What does a priest do? Uh, and then a high priest is that just mean like they're like the the president of the priest? Like what? For I know for us, I mean, we may we may get it, but maybe mm-hmm. some it's not clear for some of us. Sebastian, help us out. So 
what what the priest role has always been to serve as a, a, a go-between okay. between God and someone else, right? Okay. So you think about in the modern day context, for example, like a lawyer, right? You can't just go to court. I mean, you could represent yourself, mm -hmm. but because idea. you are the accused, <laughs> the assumption is you're going to say anything that's going to defend yourself and whatever you're being accused of. Mm -hmm. But a lawyer is supposed to be a person who says, hey, I'm here to advocate for you in harmony with the law and integrity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so in that sense, that lawyer is that go-between that says, oh, Your Honor, may I approach the bench, mm. right? And then the lawyer says, hey, you know, my client, da 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 And the judge will listen because they believe the lawyer is being honest and upfront and, you know, not just representing their client, but mm. also knowledgeable of the law. And so in the same sense, a priest is that advocate, not to a judge in terms of earthly sense, but to God. Mm -hmm. And to say that because of sin, there is a, a rift between us and I don't have direct access, but I have a priest. Mm -hmm. And that was something that was present in other religions too. Mm -hmm. But in, in this one, as we shall see, the qualifications are extremely different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we still have priests today. There are many religions who have priests who act as intercessors on, on the sinner's behalf. Yep. You confess to the priest and the priest absolves you of your sins. Mm -hmm. Here, in new kind of priesthood is established. Yes. As, as Jonathan is talking about. Mm -hmm. All right, some other things that we can talk about from the priesthood of Mel Melchizedek. Any other things? John, uh, Sebastian. Well, also wanted to go back to chapter 5 of Hebrews. Chapter 5, yes. And we noticed that this was something that was not an honor you just took to yourself. Mm -hmm. So you notice here in chapter 5 and verse 4, it says, No man takes this honor to himself, but he who is called by God just as Aaron was. And then he says in verse 5, So also Christ did not glorify himself to become high priest, but it was he who said to him, You are my son, yes. today I have begotten you. He also said to him in another place, You are a priest forever, mm -hmm. according to the order of Melchizedek. Mm -hmm. And then it breaks down things about Melchizedek. And this is a, a point to say Christ didn't glorify himself to that position. He was appointed by the person who declared him to be his child. Mm -hmm. So when we look at the order of Melchizedek, one of the things that is simil similar to the priesthood of Aaron is that this was something that you had to be called by God in order to serve as. Mm -hmm. So the idea that Abraham, who Aaron is kind of in Abraham, is essentially paying homage to a higher priesthood mm -hmm. of Melchizedek. I paid him tithe, mm -hmm. but here Melchizedek was appointed by God, mm -hmm. who was also a priest. And so looking at this, this role of a priest, it wasn't something you just said, oh, I want to put this on my resume and one day I'll be the high priest or one day I'll get to this position. No, you had to be appointed and called mm. by God. It wasn't just something you just rolled in because you had all the qualifications or the knowledge. Mm -hmm. I love that. Paul. Paul's uh, quoting from the Old Testament there, I think in the Psalms, he should be order, you should be, uh, verse 6 here, you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. Mm -hmm. he, the, he makes the argument later on in chapter 7 that if the Levites, if what they were doing was so awesome, they would have continued and this verse wouldn't have existed. That's right. right. But this verse exists. Mm -hmm. Meaning you Levites, <laughs> something's going to be wrong here. And mm -hmm. so here, uh, the Messiah has to come as king, as priest, and has to fulfill these components of Melchizedek. Um, what are some of the practical elements that we can get from this this passage, Kelly? Okay, Jesus <laughs> is our Melchizedek. Melchi, what? Well, how do we <laughs> uh, make, bring this down, make it real for us? Well, there's two, there's two very, I just love very basic reasons why the the human made, or not the human made, but the human fulfilled priesthood was insufficient. Okay. One reason is they kept dying. <laughs> yes. Like they just, they That's don't last forever. Yes. Um, and it says that even in, where is it? Verse, chapter seven, mm -hmm. verse 23. And there were many priests because they were prevented by death from continuing. And I just, I just appreciate the very basic banality of that reason. Mm -hmm. And, but then also, 
it goes on and talks about how Jesus did one sacrifice that did not have to be repeated over and over again. Verse 27, mm-hmm. who does not need daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifices first for his own sins, which Jesus never had to do. And then for the peoples, for this he did once for all when he offered up himself. So mm. first of all, Jesus doesn't have to have a sacrifice for his own sins because he was perfect. At the same time, his sacrifice was so complete and so all-encompassing, he doesn't have to do it all the time. Mm. He did it once and it covered everything for always. Mm-hmm. And so right. there is a permanence there and there is a, a betterness there, right? That's the theme, yes. right? right? Throughout Hebrews. All right. Don't tell my former boss <laughs> that I use for betterness. Yet yeah, th- it's it's the superiority in that Jesus is better than all these things. Mm-hmm. So. so not only is Jesus our priest, but he's also our high priest. We're going to take a break right now, but when we come back, what does it mean that Jesus is our high priest? Stay with us. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Welcome back. We're looking at Hebrews chapter 7, well, 5 through 7, 7, <laughs> and uh, we're looking at Jesus as our priest. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some of us who have not grown up without a priest concept, this is kind of foreign. So for those of us who have had priests, this is this is very real, but also mm-hmm. groundbreaking in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, Callie, some other aspects that you see in chapter 7, especially Jesus as our high priest. Yeah, so there was different kinds of, of priests, and mm-hmm. they did different tasks. So we think about when Samuel went into, well, Hannah brought Samuel and he worked in uh, the tabernacle and he didn't immediately start wearing all the clothes and start making all the intercessions and do all the sacrifices. He just, he, he helped out. And as he grew up, um, he did different things throughout the, the tabernacle as did Eli's sons. But Eli and high priests throughout time, they had a special role and they were the ones that actually interceded mm-hmm. on behalf of the people of God on very special set apart days. Mm-hmm. And if everything didn't go well, they would lose their life in um, in the most holy place. Mm-hmm. So their their life is on the line. They're doing the most intensely spiritual activities, mm-hmm. and they come the closest to God and His presence and all these different things. And so Jesus isn't just a priest who he hangs around with our spiritual conversations. Was like, yeah, here's some bread, here's the incense, and I'm going to refill these things. And but instead, He's the one who comes to the closest presence of God. Mm-hmm. He is God, mm-hmm. and so He has an intimacy there that he's not just, oh yeah, I hear you and you have these issues as humans and I'm going to like maybe just throw your prayer request and hopefully God will hear them. Mm-hmm. But Jesus draws very, very close. Mm-hmm. And again, he is God. Mm-hmm. And so there's even that closeness that transcends a human high priest. Mm-hmm. But Jesus does all the interceding himself. Mm-hmm. And so I think seeing Jesus to me as just a priest, like, you know, no, no disrespect to the pastors around me, but that just makes me sound like he's a pastor, which is cool, but mm. they just have more religious uh, education than I do, and they have a different role on earth than I do. Yeah. But there's no, like, you don't get to talk to, to God in a better way than I do just yeah. because you're a pastor. Oh, so, so true. There is a misunderstanding of pastors. They just yeah. assume because there's priests in one uh, denomination, they're the equivalent of pastors. Yeah, it's just different words. But pastors do not intercede BNPF. And I think no. we talked about a different episode, like, hey, mm-hmm. can you pray for me? Because you are a spiritual yeah. on a higher level, no. and I am so low, and God <laughs> speaks to you and not to me. So if you pray right. for me, not that we should stop praying 
praying for each other, right? We're not right. talking about that at all. Yeah. But I'm going to pray to God, and can you can you join me in my prayers? Because mm -hmm. the, the more the merrier, God's right. right. Yeah. And it's and Jesus doesn't intercede for us because He's more spiritual than us. He intercedes yes. for us because He is our righteousness. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because He enables, He bridges that gap through so many different things. So it's not just like yeah, it's it's not a stand-in. Yeah. It's who He is in so many different facets. In verse 26, the Bible says, "For such a high priest was fitting for us." Mm -hmm. who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and has become higher than the heavens. It's interesting, like, Jesus is so different. He's so much higher. He's up there. He's, yes. he's fitting for us. Yes. Yeah, it's, like, it's kind of contrary to yeah. chapter 2. Mm -hmm. Chapter 2 is like, he was made in, in like, just like us. He's yeah. our brother. He's yeah. in the... He's in, close in, to he's, us. He's human. He's our elder <laughs> brother. But no, he's he's totally up there. He's so far he's separate. from us. Yeah. So there's that tension, mm -hmm. the nature of Jesus being completely divine and completely human. Mm -hmm. That yes. tension needs to exist. I'm thinking of in our household, we're training our boys to throw out the garbage for themselves, right? <laughs> so instead of leaving it for mom and dad to clean up their tables, no, you pick up your stuff, you put that in your sink, you put that in the garbage, and, and, and for the, our little one, he doesn't know what needs to be in the sink, what needs to be in the garbage, <laughs> right? and what needs to be in the recycling bin. <laughs> yep. So we throw away the recycling, we're like, why is this rotten cabbage in the recycling bin? And they're like, yeah, oh, no. that was probably our little one. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're going through that, but now they're slowly getting to, into it where they throw away their own stuff, right? So all throughout the week, they're thrown away, thrown away, thrown away. But the one who throws away the garbage comes to me, right? My mm -hmm. wife does not have that response, but that's me. And only once a week, once a week, <laughs> I come and I take all the garbage in the house and I throw it outside. Because I'm either busy or, or, or idiotic or <laughs> stupid or, or whatever, whatever the reason may be, mm. if I forget it on that one day, we suffer with the, the, the penalties, the consequences <laughs> of, the odor. Of, of odor of all that stuff and the whole family suffers because of my one day uh, mm. suffering. Right. So it's a similar motif here. You have priests, their job was to bring all the sins, to transfer all the sins yeah. into mm -hmm. the sanctuary mm -hmm. 359 days of the year, right? Mm -hmm. Anyway, all except <laughs> All the Every day, except for, one. <laughs> except for Day of Atonement, yes. as you were mentioning, that yeah. one big day, right. they bring all the sins in. They're inners. They're mm -hmm. the little kids throwing out all the garbage. Mm -hmm. High priest, if I could put myself in that position, <laughs> uh, was to, they, they don't do anything the whole year, but their job was for that one day is now to take those sins out. Mm -hmm. right. And there was a collective anxiety, should that high priest have unconfessed sin, forget, or whatever, uh, he may go into the most holy place and not survive. Mm -hmm. Right. Then the whole nation is under anxiety and, and the sins are, are, are still unatoned for. Mm -hmm. Correct. So we see here in verse 26, we have such a priest who is fitting for yes. us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and has become higher than the heavens, who does not need mm -hmm. daily. Right? He doesn't have to have his sins atoned for. As those high priests to offer up sacrifice, right. first for his own sins and then for his people. For this he did once for all when he offered up himself. That's right. Mm. Awesome. And John. you see, you see uh, in, in Melchizedek, his name literally means king of righteousness. Mm. So Jesus, with his perfect righteousness as our king, I mm. mean, it's not just his highest priest, he's also king. Mm. That means he's our king. He's our representative in a, in a, in a different way, in a, as a kingly way, because mm. he's, you know, he's our king, the mm. king of the universe. Mm -hmm. um, he now is our intercessor. He enters with his righteousness mm -hmm. into the most holy place, pleads for us, mm -hmm. uh, our case, and applies his blood. You yes. know, he, he's everything. He provides everything, which shows us here, literally in Jesus' titles, uh, we see that the fact that salvation 
is literally only by faith in what he has done. Mm -hmm. He's not bringing with him, oh, the good works of Jonathan and the good <laughs> works of Callie. And here I'm, I'm bringing these before you, the, you know, in, in, in the most holy place to plead for their case. No, he is mm -hmm. bringing his righteousness as Melchizedek, as, as a type of Melchizedek, as a king of righteousness, um, uh, provides his own righteousness, his own sacrifice mm -hmm. for our uh, salvation. Mm -hmm. So really what that tells me, he's not just this high priest, in, you know, as you said, like, you know, when you think of priest, you're like, oh, uh, you know, this holy man. Um, he's also our king, uh, which means he represents us. He's the one that we can plead with mm -hmm. because he, he's responsible for us. Mm -hmm. And then you connect then that to what we saw earlier in Hebrews, that he's also our brother. Mm -hmm. He's our friend. Uh, I mean, look, what, what kind of picture of God is that? It's incredible, right? Mm -hmm, right. He's, he's just everything to us, literally all in all, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and so this gives me on a personal level just such confidence. You know, when I, when I pray, uh, uh, you know, I try not to imagine what God looks like, whatever, but I do try to imagine myself, my prayer being heard in the throne room of heaven. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm, I'm amazed because like, on the one hand, I love God because of mm -hmm. these, these character traits. On the other hand, I'm in awe mm -hmm. and I, I worship Him uh, in my prayer time. And I'm just so thankful to know that Jesus is all these things to me. Mm -hmm. This gives me great assurance in my prayer. Mm -hmm. I, I can come boldly as we read earlier. Mm -hmm. I can come with confidence because Jesus is righteous. There is no, there is no issue with Him representing me. Mm -hmm. There's you know, nothing where, where the law would say, oh, well, Jesus, you can't, because of this, you can't. No, mm -hmm. He is perfectly holy and righteous as a, my king of righteousness. And that should cause us no anxiety exactly. whatsoever. Full confidence. Full confidence. <laughs> and I don't know how many of us really um, appreciate, we, we want full confidence because, look, I gave my best, mm -hmm. I got full confidence in my... No, 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 no. You give your best, that's a little droplet in the ocean of righteousness. Exactly. Right? It's not <laughs> even it's, a drop. God has provided <laughs> full assurance and we need to, we need to subsume ourselves mm -hmm. in that. Mm -hmm. Sebastian. I was just going to take us back to one other point there um, with what Jonathan's talking about with Christ and our righteousness and salvation in verse 25, where it says, therefore, he is also able to save mm. to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make wow. intercession for them. Yeah, that's a good one. Right. And, yeah. and, and this idea takes me back to, you know, growing up in the 80s, you know, we had this thing. There was a store, right? Kmart. And you had layaway. Kmart, bro. Right. And I don't know if you remember layaway. And so you could like go to I've the store. And, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. And so we decided things that we wanted to buy, like by Christmas. Right. And so you start in like July, April and then you're like, OK, yeah, you put down a down payment and then you're kind of you have to pay every month. And then come December, you get to take it home from the store. But they put they lay it away for you mm. until you finish the payments. And in a lot of different ways. You guys can look it up on Wikipedia, the historical documents, what that is. And the Kmart, it's completely so right now, but you can look it up. And to me, a lot <laughs> of people feel as if, right, when Christ came to die for them, right, that he's got them on layaway for heaven, but he may not be able to make all the payments needed, right, to get them there. So they look at it and say, well, God, he did help me to get to the point where I was baptized. He helped me to get to the point to surrender to Jesus. But now I'm now facing I'm pornography me. addiction. Mm -hmm. Now I'm facing issues in my marriage. Mm -hmm. Now I'm facing issues of pride or money or whatever. And I feel like I can't get out of the addiction or struggle mm -hmm. that I have. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, well, he made part of the payments, but he's not going to be able to completely save you. Mm -hmm. He's not going to be able to save you 100 percent. 
you're going to make it. Mm -hmm. And this is why I love that promise that says, he that has begun a good work will also complete it unto the day of Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's why the Bible is telling us that because he lives, he ever lives to make intercession for you. Saves to the He can completely save you, Mm. right, forever, Mm. right? There's no gonna be no doubt in heaven 10,000 years in like, well, actually, sir, you know, (laughs) you ever been in a situation where it's like, I got on a plane and I thought I was upgraded, and then they're like, oh, actually, Mr. Braxton, it was a mistake. We're gonna bring you back. Sorry, row 39, right? (laughs) Way back at the plane, middle seat, and you're just like, ah! (laughs) I was like, I thought I just won the lottery, right? But in the end, Christ is not gonna do that to you 10,000 years. Mm-hmm. You're completely saved. And <laughs> 10,000 years in, you're gonna learn more about the holiness and the righteousness of God. And you're gonna think, wow, like, I don't know if I'm living in, I have you covered. My sacrifice, t- mm. I completely saved you. Mm-hmm. And so as long as he lives, that intercession remains and persists. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's, it's powerful for any person who's struggling with the fact that Jesus started it, but he's not gonna be able to finish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't okay. mention uh, also another thing that really gives me assurance is verse 22. That so much more Jesus has become a surety of a better covenant. Mm-hmm. You know, here it says that Jesus as our high priest, he's our surety. That means he will make sure that the promises of God will be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. His promises will come through. Every promise of God will be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that it will apply in your life because that depends on you believing the promise, you having faith in the promise, but Jesus is the surety, the guarantee. Uh, and that is something that gives me a lot of confidence mm-hmm. in the Word of God, in, in, in His promises, saying, you know, Jesus, you have provided everything I need. You are uh, the surety of a better covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it, you know, and then yeah. I will see the miracles taking place in response to that. That surety means should Jesus fail, that's on Him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like He's taken yeah. full responsibility and in many ways He's already yeah. dealt with all the consequences. Yeah. There's nothing much left to resolve anymore. <laughs> so it's kind of a, a, a games in the bag as they say. <laughs> I don't True. know what that means, but that's what they say. What <laughs> they are. What they say. Uh, I, I appreciate verse 27 who says, uh, for, first for His own sins and then for His people's. For this He did once for all when He offered up Himself. Mm. You know, the priest had all the these, these these sacrifices around. He had the the burnt offering and the food offering and the death offering and everything. But Jesus' offering encapsulates it all. Mm-hmm. Jesus is all, friends. And whether you have a priest or not, why don't you take up Jesus as your priest and your high priest who can intercede for you and seek for you personally and save to the uttermost. This is what Paul is saying. This is our prayer request for us and also for you. God bless you as we look at this book of Hebrews. Go to inversebible.org and continue studying the book of Hebrews with us. It'll make your experience with Jesus all the more f- passionate and all the more profound. And I want to say thank you guys for an awesome discussion. It's been a quite a journey in the book of Hebrews. God bless you. We'll see you next week here in Inverse.
You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.